Hello? Anybody home? Today, I want you to open your mind. I've almost come to the conclusion that the story is so damning that the mass of people can't deal with it. We are in process of developing a whole series of techniques to get people actually to love their servitude. We face a hostile ideology, global in scope, atheistic in character, ruthless in purpose and insidious in method. For we are opposed around the world by a monolithic and ruthless conspiracy that relies primarily on covet means for expanding its sphere of influence. To change the minds and the attitudes and the beliefs of the people of the world, especially the United States, to bring about one world socialist totalitarian government. The potential for the disastrous rise of misplaced power exists and will persist. It has patterned itself after every dictator who has ever planted the ripping imprint of a boot on the pages of history since the beginning of time. Brutes have risen to power, but they lie. Dictators free themselves, but they enslave the people. If you can get people to consent to the state of affairs in which they are living, then you have a much more easily controllable society than you would if you were relying only on clubs and firing squads and concentration camps. Tools of conquest do not necessarily come with bombs and explosions and fallout. There are weapons that are simply thoughts, attitudes, prejudices, to be found only in the minds of men. As you connect the dots between different people, organizations, places, religions, history, suddenly the picture starts to form. If you don't connect the dots, it's just a mass of what's all this about. The kingdom of God is within man, not one man, nor a group of men, but in all men, in you, you the people have the power to make this life free and beautiful, to make this life a wonderful adventure. Someone born in the United States is not more special than someone born in Mexico. Someone who is white is not more special than someone who is black. They're just vehicles for the consciousness to experience. War is peace. Freedom is slavery. Ignorance is strength. They do not want your children to be educated. They do not want you to think too much. It was learned that the aliens had been and were then manipulating masses of people through secret societies, witchcraft, magic, the occult, and religion. They reach into our children in music, television, books. Prey on children's innocence. How can I disprove lies that are stamped with an official seal? So if you have the opportunity to stand next to one of these machines, it feels like an altar to an alien god. Genetic power is the most awesome force the planet's ever seen, but you wield it like a kid that's found his dad's gun. The Army Air Forces has announced that a flying disc is now in the possession of the Army. Too many others know what's happening out there, and no one, no government agency has jurisdiction over the truth. Any state, any entity, any ideology that fails to recognize the worth, the dignity, the rights of man, that state is obsolete. A case to be filed under M for mankind in the Twilight Zone. About time some of you got acquainted with the real hard truth. It's the heart that says, I will not acquiesce. Across the gulf of space, intellects vast and cool and unsympathetic regarded our planet with envious eyes. Each of us, when separated, is always looking for our other half. And the desire and the pursuit of the whole is called love. Heart perception will change everything. Freedom is the privilege to be right. Freedom from the disasters of our mistakes. Broadcasting from the Sonoran Desert, I'm your host, Ryan Gable. 
and you are listening to The Secret Teachings Radio, airing five nights a week, Monday through Friday, on GroundZero.radio and TheSecretTeachings.info, where you can find our full show archive. You can search The Secret Teachings on any radio or podcast player, which a lot of you are listening to right now. Please leave us a review on those players. It really helps out with the promotion for the show. Other people read those reviews, and they might decide, hopefully, to listen. If you'd like to contact me directly, rdgable at yahoo.com or tstradio at protonmail.com. Our website, www.thesecretteachings.info. You can also find us on social media, tst underscore underscore radio on Twitter and The Secret Teachings on Facebook. I hope that everybody had a really good weekend. I got a lot of reading done myself. I read an interesting report called The Rudd Report this weekend. And this report is something that probably is not on your radar. It's probably not discussed on any other radio show unless it's a very niche radio show that focuses on maybe health or nutrition or something like that. And if you've ever listened to this show before, we do like to focus on the subject of nutrition and the subject of health on occasion because I have a slightly different point of view than the mainstream and the alternative on the subject, particularly because when I listened to Clyde's show earlier about the greener plan net and looking at how for Thanksgiving coming up, we have like every year the last decade, this push, this advancement toward replacing our Thanksgiving foods, which as a history lesson aren't really accurate with the historical record, but the traditions that we create for ourselves, replacing those with these fake products. And I don't want to say that this is along political lines, although it tends to be along political lines. You, if you eat meat, you tend to be more on the right. If you don't want to eat meat, you want to eat soy, you tend to be on the left. That's not accurate, I don't think. That's not true. Uh, I don't eat meat, but I also don't eat soy. I don't eat tofu, and I also don't eat chicken or steak. Um, I just eat a variety of plants. So I think that there's a misnomer and there's a political polarizing uh, angle to a lot of this stuff. But we have this advancement, we have this push in our culture to get us to replace some of the staples of, well, what makes part of our culture. That is, you know, our holidays and our traditions replace our Christmas and Thanksgiving dinners with, um, well, things like tofurkey, which I've eaten before. And as far as I'm concerned, it was... Uh, one of the worst things I ever ate, and it was really gross. Uh, that doesn't mean tofu and other things like that can't be good. But the point is, there's an advancement to replace cultural traditions with these fake, fraudulent imitation meats and other products. Now, where I go a step further is, and I think there's a lot of irony here, is that a lot of what we eat traditionally anyway is also not really food in any sense of the word. So this is where the political angle kind of comes into play. Because if I tell you that I don't eat meat, a lot of people don't eat meat today because of environmental reasons, because of animal welfare reasons, because of reasons relating to, um, well, what the World Economic Forum told them to do or what they saw on uh, an algorithm on TikTok or Twitter or something like that, usually the younger generation. But I don't eat meat because I just don't like it. And I also don't eat meat because I've read... Well, I've read the China study and I've read a number of other similar books and I've read the 
well, the, the China studies a series of thousands of different reports out of China, and it shows the more you eat animal products, the risk of cancer is basically activated and amplified exponentially. So you can eat meat, but if you're eating an excessive amount of meat, then it activates cancer, which we know this to be true. Cancer is uh, caused by a lot of things, and processed meats are one of them. So let's get that out of the way first. You can eat meat, and you can eat soy, and you can also eat imitation meat, usually made of soy, and it's not necessarily better for you, even though they say it's better for the planet. And you can also eat soy, which isn't always highly processed in the sense that it's this artificial packaged product you buy at the store. You can just get regular organic, uh, even verified non-GMO soy, uh, soybean pressed tofu, and uh, you get a product that is probably better for you than a lot of highly processed meats. So this isn't a black and white issue. However, when it comes to the subject of meat and no meat, it obviously inflames a lot of people. And the fake meat industry wants to replace the regular meat with the fake meat. And now there is a political and a, a global uh, uh, international movement to do this all in the name of climate change, because if you don't want to eat the fake meat, then you hate the environment, all that. So I think most of you are aware of that. I think most of you know that. But what I want to focus on is where that ideology is primarily coming from. Uh, I saw that here in Arizona and also in Texas and pretty much across the country, it's the same uh, theme. At major universities, when they went through and did an analysis of uh, who voted for what political party. And most of you all also know this. I've known this as well, but this is a recent uh, statistic. 98% of the university here in, in Tucson, from what I read, 98% voted for Democrats. I read another report out of Texas. There was a university there. It was like 96% of the university voted for Democrats. Now, Maybe some people did that because their parents vote that way and the small percentage that voted the other way or didn't vote at all. They do it because their parents don't vote or their parents are Republican. But that's a really lopsided statistic. 98% of tens of thousands of college kids, many of which are not even from the state. They're from out of state and they come here and they vote for one particular political party because of issues ranging from, well, of course, abortion or climate change and wanting to shift the paradigm so that we can replace everything that is natural with things that are artificial, things that are synthetic. So my point is a lot of this is being trained into us and it's happening in media, uh, particularly social media, TikTok and Twitter and all that. And it's happening on college campuses. A survey came out just about two weeks ago, right before the election from the Williams record. And it says this, as the November eight elections approach, a record survey indicates that the democratic party and its candidates enjoy strong support at the college with climate, healthcare, abortion, and the economy among the most important issues to students. They voted 98% over 90% across the country. Universities did for Democrat candidates. Now, it doesn't matter if they voted for Democrat candidates or Republican candidates. The point is they're overwhelmingly voting lopsidedly for one per political party. 
And that's because there, there, there simply is a conditioning process taking place at these schools. And this is the, again, it could be any kind of conditioning, but it is not turning out independent thinkers. These schools are not turning out independent thinkers. They're turning out one-size-fits-all, hive-mind, collectivized, ideologically-driven activists. And part of this activism is to believe that the world is going to end and that we need to shut down society to stop the world from ending and that we need to replace the things that we love with things that we don't really like, but things that mimic it, which tends to kind of almost border on the idea of Soylent Green and and, and things like that. So my point here is you have large numbers of young people that are being conditioned to believe in a zealous ideology about climate and about food. Likewise, on the other side of that perceptual political spectrum, you have a lot of people, young and old, across the whole spectrum of age, who don't want to participate. This is the thing we talked about back in uh, mid-October. I did a show that probably got one of the best, uh, I think some of the best reviews of any show I've done in the last few months. I did a show called Halloween Serial Killers. And on that show, that was the 21st of October, I talked about, you know, those Halloween cereals, Frankenberry and Booberry and Count Chocula. I used to love those when I was a kid. Those cereals contain ingredients that do to your body what the COVID-19 vaccine does to your body. If you don't know what I mean, I want you to think about this for a second. If we're looking at the political divide here, a lot of people that are independent, a lot of people that are on the political right don't want to have to take a vaccine as a condition of employment or anything like that, right? And we're not hearing as much about that. We heard a lot more about that last year, but as the pandemic has waned, people aren't really focused on that as much. Same with masks and all this. But there are still a lot of doctors, a lot of scientists who are talking about it. And I think it needs to continue to be talked about. The problem is, and this is where I come in a little different than most radio hosts, if you are refusing to take that shot because you are scared that it's going to change your DNA or it's going to do something similar to that, it's going to alter your, your genetics or it's going to change your, your cells in your body, it's going to inject some kind of nanotech into your body, something like that, whatever the case is, whatever you're worried about, then you should not be eating, this was my argument on the show back in October, Frankenberry, Booberry, and Count Chocula, because I've read the back of all of those cereals and all of them contain blue and red food dyes, food dyes that cause toxicity to the liver because they're poison, toxicity to the kidneys because they're poison, and cancer and DNA damage. Now, if you don't believe me, well, that's okay. Go take a look at these food colorings, the blue food colorings and the red food colorings. And you'll find that not only do they cause cancer in lab studies on rats, but they also cause, like for example, red 40. They cause DNA damage, which of course can also lead to cancer. Hypersensitivity, hyperactivity, allergic reactions, etc., etc., etc. So my argument is, if you are not taking a COVID-19 vaccine because you're afraid it's going to change your DNA, why are you eating 
Halloween breakfast cereals? Why are you eating any breakfast cereal, for that matter, that contains the marshmallows and the food colorings and the food dye? Why are you eating anything with these ingredients in them? Because they do to the body what those vaccines do to the body. Now, it might not be to the same extent, but nevertheless, it causes the same type of reaction in the body. Now, a couple of days ago, uh, this was last Tuesday, I drove up to Phoenix, Arizona, and I went to the election watch party uh, for the Republican Party. I'm not a Republican, but I've been pushed in that direction recently. But I went there because I knew that, you know, it's not Antifa and uh, people have, you know, they're they're dressed nicely and uh, people generally are kind. But I went to that event and there were a lot of people there uh, talking about, you know, vaccines and masks and all those types of things, mandates. And that tended to be Republicans more so who weren't who were not on board with that. And yet at this country club, it was like 20 bucks to go to this party at this country club. I went, I go in and I, um, I went and found, I found the restroom and I found where the, you know, the water fountain and all that was. And as I walk into this event, beautiful event, beautiful, uh, facility, I walk into this event. I see they have these free, uh, tables of food and it's all the same kind of crap that you would get at any other, you know, you go to a restaurant, you're going to get the same kind of thing. And I'm wondering, there's so many people here that don't want to get a vaccine and they don't want to wear a mask because they believe that it's harmful, which it is. But then they're going to sit here and they're going to eat this stuff. They're going to eat, you know, basically, what was it? What's the way they call it? Some Hidden Valley Ranch. You're going to eat Hidden Valley Ranch, but then not get a vaccine because it'll hurt me. But I'm going to eat this Hidden Valley Ranch. I don't care if you eat Hidden Valley Ranch. That's not the point. The point is that is hypocrisy. And I don't think that a lot of people recognize that, which is why I do this show. You might not realize that these food colorings are in your food. You might not realize that some of the ingredients and the things you eat are as bad as those medicines and vaccines that the pharmaceutical complex wants you to take as a condition of employment or a condition of commerce. And I think that there's an ironic component to this, particularly when we look at the highly, highly formed and sophisticated identity politics of today's left. They always tell you they care about minorities, right? They care about black people, Hispanic people, right? However, when a Republican named Herschel Walker, who we don't know if he won until early December because of the runoff, when he said at a debate for the Senate, you got to eat right or insulin isn't going to do you any good. Both parties came after him and they ran hit pieces and said that he doesn't know what he's talking about. He's not a doctor. People need their insulin. Suddenly, Republicans and Democrats were united on the subject of, it doesn't matter if you eat right, you need your insulin. Don't tell people they don't need their insulin. So I was curious about that statement he made, and I thought about it, and I realized that there's a lot of, or should I should say a lack of understanding, and there's a lot of um, misinformation, a lot of emotion wrapped up and involved in that. 
And as I thought about it more deeply, I realized, so they don't really care about the people that are on insulin. They just want you to be able to get the insulin. They're not concerned about you getting off the insulin because culturally, insulin and prescription drugs are things that we think we need to survive. In other words, what both sides were saying when they went after Herschel Walker was that we don't really care if people are on insulin. We don't care what causes the need for the insulin. Keep doing what you're doing and we'll get you cheaper insulin. But it's all part of some cyclical circle jerk with the pharmaceutical industry and the politicians to artificially lower the costs, claim that you're doing something good as a politician, but the companies are still making immense profits when if you just change the way that you eat and talked to, I don't know, a, a lifestyle medicine coach, a doctor, etc., you could get off the insulin, which has been shown uh, to be a very easy thing to do, depending on the kind of um, problem that you have for which you need the insulin to begin with. It's not a one-size-fits-all. So why is it that both parties went after Herschel Walker when he said that? And for the Democrats in particular, they claim that they care about minorities and they care about black folks, and yet all they're doing is telling black folks and minorities who tend to have much higher rates of diabetes, they're telling them that you need the insulin, we're here to help you stay on insulin forever. They don't care why the people are on the insulin, they don't care why the people are sick or why the people don't feel that well, why why illness has become a normal thing in our society. And so I wasn't really surprised to read something this week called the Rudd Report. The Rudd Report, R-U-D-D. And I believe this is out of the University of Connecticut. That's what the report here says. In league with Salud America, S-A-L-U-D, and the Council on Black Health. And here's what the report says. It says U.S. food companies disproportionately target black and Hispanic consumers with marketing for high-calorie, low-nutrient products, including candy, sugary drinks, snacks, and fast food. The more than $1 billion spent on this targeted marketing exacerbates inequities in poor diet and diet-related diseases in communities of color, including heart disease, obesity, and diabetes. Now, for those of you who listen to this show, you've heard me say this before. The Centers for Disease Control, which a lot of people listen to, and a lot of people also don't listen to no matter what they say. You have people that listen to them no matter how stupid or moronic their recommendations are, their guidance is. And you have people that won't listen to them because they don't trust the CDC, even when the CDC says, hey, you should probably wash your hands after you wipe your butt after you go to the bathroom. So the CDC says that if you eliminate poor diet, inactivity, and smoking, or limit the amount of exposure you have to these things, we could prevent collectively across the whole country, we could prevent 80% of heart disease, 80% of stroke, 80% of type 2 diabetes, and 40% of cancer. I'm going to read you that again because those numbers are so high, they're almost unbelievable. The CDC, that so many people on one side of the pandemic aisle believe to be the word of God, tell you that we can actually stop 
most diseases, not COVID-19 with masks and with vaccines, we can stop 80% of heart disease, 80% of stroke, 80% of diabetes type 2, 40% of cancer. We can do all of those by just simply becoming active, by not smoking, and by changing our diets a little bit. Now, you would think that when the CDC puts these numbers and these statistics out, this should be front page news because it doesn't matter if you're white, black, if you're Indian, native, if you're Hispanic, Asian, everybody has a slightly different body and a slightly different genetic makeup. But generally speaking, if you're more active, you're more healthy. Generally speaking, if you don't smoke, you're more healthy. Generally speaking, if you have a better diet, which is relative to the individual and the situation and the environment, but a better diet, trying to do the right thing, we could collectively eliminate, and these are not hyperbolic numbers. These are statistically derived numbers from what we see in the general population that most heart disease, stroke, type 2 diabetes, and cancer are caused by these three factors. Something else that has recently been circulating the internet is that a lot of young people are developing not myocarditis, but they're developing lung illnesses. They're developing lung conditions. Now, they say this is caused by viruses. Now, these young people, depending on the study are very young to teenagers to, you know, young adult. And I wonder how many of those people are developing those lung conditions because vaping, just like cigarette smoking, is an extremely popular thing, particularly among the younger people, particularly among those 98% here in Arizona at the major universities who voted for Democrats because it's an ideological cult and it's a programming center at these universities. Perhaps that's why people are developing lung conditions, because they are smoking, because they are not eating right, because they've had masks over their face, and yes, perhaps because they've had a vaccine. But the thing that separates this show from other shows is I'm here to tell you that when someone has a lung disease or heart disease or diabetes, those things have a cause. And even the CDC that most people don't trust, although the people that do trust it won't accept for some reason that this is the case, the CDC says that we can get rid of a lot of these problems, all these health problems. We're so concerned about health, so concerned about keeping people safe. We can do this very simply and without spending any more money. So we don't need to pay for expensive vaccines. We don't need to pay for masks. We don't need to you know, change the way that we're living we just have to change our diet up a little bit, become a little more active, you know, take half the time you spend scrolling through your phone to become a little more active and limit the amount that you smoke. I'm here to tell you that every lung and heart condition is not caused by the vaccine. That is as ignorant as saying that every single case of a mild symptom of a cough of a sneeze is caused by coronavirus. We have extremes here that need to be brought into balance. When we come back from break, I want to tell you about this red report and the targeting of black and Hispanic communities with this type of marketing. 
I'm Ryan Gable. This is The Secret Teachings. There's a lot more after this. Don't go anywhere. The Secret Teachings radio show is on Facebook and Twitter. Just search facebook.com forward slash The Secret Teachings to like us and TST underscore underscore radio to tweet with us. If you enjoy The Secret Teachings and want to hold years of Ryan's research in your hands, visit the website and grab a physical and digital copy of Ryan's books. Occult Arcana will introduce you to sacred myths, folklore, magic, and alchemy. The technological elixir will take you from transhumanism and AI to black goo and UFOs. Food philosophy will change your mind about what we call food, germ theory, and geoengineering. And remember, shipping is always included. Some restrictions exist for international. Visit thesecretteachings.info. From Ground Zero to The Secret Teachings. Keep your dial tuned to Ground Zero Radio. If you'd like to hear more of The Secret Teachings, if you missed a show or part of a show, sign up to the ever-expanding archive at thesecretteachings.info. When you subscribe for a month or a year, you get access to the full show archive to every show after it airs. You can download and stream unlimited episodes and share your login with friends or family. With your subscription, you can also get access on the website to all of Ryan's digital books and the ever-growing montage archive. Just visit thesecretteachings.info and click on the Donate Subscribe tab at the top of the page. Use the secure PayPal link and start your membership today. By subscribing, you support The Secret Teachings, Ryan, and yourself. This is one of the best discussions I've been on in a long time. You guys are right on it. Howdy, this is Joe Mars, and you're listening to The Secret Teachings. If anyone can hear this broadcast, I'm still on Earth. This is the frequency of Ground Zero Radio, Ground Zero with Clyde Lewis, and The Secret Teachings with myself, Brian Gable. I want to be very clear about the direction and the theme of tonight's show. Whether you're just joining us or you listen to the first segment, this is not a show tonight, this particular episode and this theme that we're discussing, in which I am telling you that if you don't eat or do the things I do, that I look down on you, because that's not true. I'm also not telling you that if you eat a breakfast cereal, you're a bad person. What I'm saying is, especially when you bring political polarity into the discussion, it seems strange to me that people that tend to lean middle ground or right, that don't want anybody telling them to take a vaccine, and they justify that because they say the vaccines are dangerous, masks are dangerous, are the same people that eat things every single day of which they don't know what's in them, many of the ingredients, depending on what they're eating, especially things that are desserts or breakfast cereals and processed snacks, contain food colorings and food dyes, like Red 40, which causes DNA damage, in the same way that vaccines, well, alter your genetics and alter your DNA. So, I find that to be strange. Now, maybe those people don't think of this because you've never heard of the dangers of food dyes. And that's perfectly fine. Why wouldn't it be? Why should you know? That's why I'm here to tell you. 
Now, we did a whole show on this back in October, October 21st, called Halloween Serial Killers. We looked at Frankenberry, Booberry, and Count Chocula. You know, those fun cereals. I used to eat them when I was a kid. And they contain these types of ingredients that cause toxicity to the liver and kidneys. They cause DNA damage, and by extension, they also cause cancer. This is well-documented. It is an, it's not a debatable thing. And I'm simply asking, if you don't take a shot because you're afraid it's going to change your DNA, why would you eat something with food colorings that not only change your DNA, but are also toxic like vaccines are to the body because of the foreign materials injected into it? Instead of injecting this into your arm, you're injecting this into your mouth. You should be aware of that. The other thing I'm saying tonight is, a lot of people trust the CDC on the other side of the political polar spectrum. And they believe that whatever the CDC says is God. Whatever the CDC says is the word of God. So when the CDC has consistently said for decades, if we eliminate poor diet, inactivity, and smoking, and more specifically, if we cut back on smoking, if we become more active, if we alter our poor diet, which for perspective, most people in the United States, 97% don't get enough fiber in their diet, which is just stunning because there's fiber is in virtually every food uh, that is real. 97% don't get enough fiber in their diet. That's amazing. If we could maybe drop that number down a few percentage points and get people some more fiber in their diet, I don't mean fiber supplements. I mean like eating, uh, I don't know, legumes, beans, things like that, uh, grains and, uh, you know, fruits and things like that, we would be able to, I don't know, lower that percentage and that would make people healthier. So relatively speaking, that's the context in which we're looking at the term, according to the CDC, quote, poor diet. Obviously, we call certain food junk food. We know it's junk food that is part of a poor diet, but it doesn't mean you can't eat those things. I, I sometimes eat, um, what do they call it? They call it lesser evil, uh, organic non-GMO because I'm concerned about the corn, uh, popcorn. It's got coconut oil on it and a little bit of Himalayan salt. That's one of my processed snacks that I really enjoy. I'm not above you. I'm not, you know, levitating uh, as, a, as, a, as a god telling you what to do and what not to do. I'm trying to look at this objectively. So for the people that really trust the CDC and they're all about wear a mask and get a vaccine, I find it strange, as I've pointed out over the last two years, that the same CDC also says, and this is not disputed, quote, eliminating three risk factors, poor diet, inactivity, and smoking, would prevent 80% of heart disease and stroke cases, 80% of type 2 diabetes, and 40% of cancer cases. These are huge numbers, massive numbers. 80% of heart disease, that's 8 out of 10 cases of heart disease would go away? In effect, the CDC is saying that heart disease and stroke and diabetes and cancer are not caused by viruses, they're not caused by random occurrences in the environment, like coming into contact with a virus or bacteria. They're caused by lifestyle decisions. In other words, the CDC is saying the leading cause of death in the United States and one of the leading causes of suffering and one of the leading causes of a need and a reliance on pharmaceutical drugs, insulin, etc., is lifestyle. Yet the same CDC is also telling you, wear a mask to keep people healthy, get a vaccine to keep people healthy. 
See, I think that's the PR, that's the propaganda, that's the pharmaceutical industry and the revolving door with regulatory agencies. The real CDC doing what they should be doing, telling people, wash your hands after you go to the bathroom and potty. Make sure that you become a little more active than you are right now and you stop smoking as much and you change your diet up just a little bit. That doesn't mean you have to. I don't know why people think that means you have to eat dirt. I don't know where people get this idea from. A poor diet is you live off of chips and candy and soda. That's None of that is even technically, uh, by definition, food. Food is something that contains a nutritious substance. Uh, potato chips, I mean, at the low end of that spectrum, soda contains no nutritional substance whatsoever. Uh, calories are not a nutritious substance. So, and although you can add those nutrition, nutritious substances to things like white bread, that doesn't make them healthier. So poor diet and activity and smoking, you would think that people would be concerned about that, but no, it's because those things can't be symbolized by a piece of cloth over your face. They can't be symbolized by, you know, an I got a vaccine sticker or which is the medical equivalent of I voted. Got to let everybody know that you're a good person. You did the right thing. So these are two sides of the spectrum here. People that believe every single disease is caused by the vaccine and every single disease is caused by a virus and nothing could happen as a result of getting the vaccine except it keeps you healthier. Both sides of the spectrum go hardcore to the extreme in defending and protecting their beliefs in the same way that personally, I don't eat meat, but it's not because the World Economic Forum Bill Gates told me not to eat meat. I just don't like meat. And I know that meat is very, very toxic to the body, particularly when you're eating processed meat and particularly, or more specifically, I should say, when you're consuming meats that are uh, not only highly processed, highly refined, but meats that are, you know, grilled uh, meats that are, uh, you know, put on the stovetop with tons of oil and all kinds of other things. Like it's not good for your body when you're doing that consistently. Does that mean you can't eat it? No, you can still eat it. It has nothing to do with climate change. Uh, although yes, animal agriculture is a very polluting form of, uh, form of food production, but that doesn't mean you have to stop eating it in the same way that I don't advocate for people eating fake meats. And I don't advocate for people eating tofu. Uh, I don't like any of those things. I think they're gross, uh, depending on the kind of meat I might eat meat before I'd eat some kind of processed, uh, should say ultra processed fake meat. So this is where I'm coming from tonight. And I'm wondering Especially because when I look at this weird association with like politics and food and mixing the pandemic and things like this, issues like this together, I'm wondering how when someone like Herschel Walker at that Senate debate a couple of weeks ago said that you got to eat right or insulin isn't going to do you any good. He said something profoundly true for a politician and something profoundly true that you never hear anybody on any side of the political spectrum state as an unequivocal fact. Insulin isn't going to do you anything except keep you dependent on the insulin and by extension, the pharmaceutical industrial complex and by extension, those in positions of political power that work with those pharmaceutical companies to keep prices at a certain level to make it seem like they're working to get prices down because they're getting you the drugs that you need 
But as the CDC says, and as Herschel Walker said, you don't actually need these drugs. We can eliminate these drugs, and then you don't have to take them at all. And then the pharmaceutical companies don't get paid anything. So what is the, the outcome of all of this observation? Both Republicans and Democrats went after Herschel Walker for that. And the Democrat candidate, I can't even say the guy's name, it's just it's a disgusting pile of garbage. He says that I work to get those insulin costs down for you. In effect, saying I want you to be on insulin indefinitely and not addressing the root source of the problem. Now, we've heard, if you've ever read anything about uh, the statistical within the population of the United States, the statistical number of people that suffer from heart disease and diabetes, it's everybody for the most part, but it is heavily concentrated in black communities and Hispanic communities with the exception of certain elements of Hispanic communities that nutritionists or lifestyle doctors call the the bean paradox because they tend to eat a lot of beans. So I read this report, and this report really sums up things that I've been saying for a long time here on the show about these issues. It's called the Rudd Report, R-U-D-D. And it says U.S. food companies disproportionately target black and Hispanic consumers. They spend billions with marketing for high-calorie, low-nutrient products like candy, sugar, drinks, uh, sugary drinks, excuse me, snacks, and fast food. A billion dollars plus is spent on targeted marketing that exacerbates inequities in poor diet and diet-related diseases in communities of color, including heart disease, obesity, and diabetes. If you are black and you are concerned with black lives, if you are white and you are concerned with black lives, There are two things you need to look at. One, Planned Parenthood. Two, you need to look at this Rudd Report. You need to recognize that those communities are disproportionately targeted by these companies. And these are the same companies like if you go to the Mars Corporation, you know, the candy manufacturer, they make make dog food and all kinds of other things too. If you go to the Mars Corporation website, which we've done here on The Secret Teachings before, and we've discussed, we, had, we did actually did a whole show, we talked about the Mars Corporation, I think it was last, uh, it was last November, of the, it might have been a year and a half ago, um, middle of the year before last, or something like that, it's been a while. But if you go to the Mars Corporation website, their, their food website, they tell you how they are hiring black people and women, and they're trying to make the world more equal, and they're trying to make the world more just, And they have a whole section, I'm looking at it right now, a whole section on their website called the Sustainability Plan, Climate Action, Land Use, Water Stewardship, Rethinking the Packaging, Increasing Income, Respecting Human Rights, Full Potential for Women, just the whole gambit of what people call woke globalist ideology. And yet... The Mars Corporation is one of the biggest corporations on the planet for food. They make everything from extra gum to Dove chocolate to Skittles to Tasty Bite to Seeds of Change, which is supposed to be, oh, it's a great company, to uh, Bounty, to um, Pedigree, the dog food, uh, Ben's Original, and the Mars, of course, Eclipse Gum, and the list goes on and on and on and on. They make all these things, all these brands one of the top 10 largest food manufacturers in the world. 
they are the ones that on their website are telling you about climate and income and human rights and minorities and all these things, yet they are one of the companies that disproportionately targets black and Hispanic communities. According to the Rudd Report, a billion dollars plus spent on targeting that exacerbates, and this is one of their words, not one of my words, exacerbates inequities in poor diet and diet-related diseases in communities of color. How can the Mars Corporation that says they're all about helping people to get more money and helping people to get more rights and helping women to become more recognized and climate action and rethinking their packaging, they really care about the environment and minorities and woke issues, yet they spend most of their money targeting black and Hispanic communities. I want you to think about that for a moment, seriously. I'm not going to let any dead air go out over the airwaves here, but I want you to think about that for a second. Ponder on that for a second. Seriously. The Mars Corporation is a perfect example of the problem and of the hypocrisy. The Mars Corporation tells you they care about Hispanics and blacks and minorities. They care about the climate, they care about the environment, they care about all these things. Yet, at the end of the day, the Mars Corporation spends money to target, highly disproportionately, by the way, black and Hispanic communities. Now, if you care about black lives, you probably should be quite upset at the Mars Corporation. You should probably be quite upset about all of the other food manufacturers, candy manufacturers that target these communities while telling you simultaneously it would be one thing if they just did it. But then to tell you that they care about those communities of color, they care about women, they care about minorities, but they target them disproportionately to white people, which are 63% of the country, that's strange to me. Why would you direct a majority of your marketing income or marketing uh, uh, expense, rather, your marketing budget, not income, your marketing budget, why would you direct most of that at a smaller percentage of the total population of the country? Now, they're worldwide, of course, I get that. But we're talking about just in the United States. Why would you do that? Think about that. The Hispanic population of the United States is 62 million, roughly. Uh, The population for black folks is uh, about 13% of the population. So overall, you're looking at, uh, because white people make up about 63%, you're looking at, what is it, close to, I think it's like, it's close to like 100 million or something like that. We have a population of 332 million. So it's like it's close to 100 million, roughly. It's like 40 million black folks. It's like 100 million. So it's 339 million people in the country. Most of these companies are directing their immense billion-dollar budgets at 100 million people in the country. That's the minority, statistically, Hispanic and black, compared to the rest of the country that is comprised of everything else. And it doesn't matter if they're Asian or they're white or whatever. So again, my question is, why would the Mars Corporation tell you they care about sustainability and women and people with different color skin and they care about the environment and all this stuff? 
yet they direct their marketing like all these other companies toward those communities, which are statistically very small percentages of the overall population. According to the Rudd Report, here's what they found. TV food ad spending totaled $4 billion in 2021. Now, that, that actually is a number that's declined, surprisingly, since 2017. Ad spending on Spanish language and black targeted TV has also declined by 18% and 63% since 2021. So they've spent a lot more money on this in the past. Now the total is coming down. The TV ad viewership by all demographic group also declined during the same period. So the viewership declined. Probably why? Uh, because they, they, they stopped putting as much money into this. Disparities in TV advertising exposure for black versus white youth decreased due to greater declines in TV ads viewed by black youth and by white youth. Why are people seeing less TV ads? Well, it's because most people are watching, you know, streaming and things like that. Uh, now, these are considered positive trends, positive trends. So that's a good thing. The other trends are this. In 2021, black youth and adults viewed 9 to 21% more food, beverage, TV ads compared with their white peers. Now, black folks in this country make up a small percentage of the population. Yet the billions of dollars from these industries are going to target them directly. And they are seeing statistically 9 to 21% youth and adult, 9 and 21% more food and beverage TV ads compared with white people. And that's after accounting for differences in the amount of time spent watching TV. Companies increase their focus on advertising to Spanish-speaking TV viewers, evidenced by greater ad spending on Spanish-language TV as a proportion of total TV ad spending. And as a result, reduction in ad view, uh, ads viewed by Hispanic youth on Spanish-language TV were lower than reduction in ads viewed by youth on TV overall. It says, targeted advertising by company. Here it is. The Mars Corporation, Hershey, and Keurig Dr. Pepper, the companies with the most targeted advertising over the last couple of years. They've, at the time, reduced their statistical, uh, or reduced their, their financial um, uh, advertising in those communities. But those communities, Spanish and black communities, have seen more of these advertisements because they are directed at those communities um, in the last couple of years. I think this is 2017. So Mars Hershey and Keurig Dr. Pepper, the companies with the most targeted advertising in 2017, reduced both their Spanish language and black targeted TV advertising spending uh, in the last couple of years. Targeted advertising by category, candy, gum, mints, sugary drinks, savory snacks, cereals, and sweet snacks represented three quarters of Spanish language and black targeted TV ad spending in 2021. All those things, three quarters of Spanish language and black targeted TV ad spending for candy, sugary drinks, snacks, cereal, and other types of processed foods. There was no advertising for fruits or vegetables on Spanish language or black targeted TV in 2021. And companies spent only $5,000 in total TV advertising for these categories. 
A small number of brands in healthier categories had ethnically targeted TV ads in 2021, including two nut brands that advertised on Spanish language TV and two plain water brands on black targeted TV programming. Black teens no longer view disproportionately more ads for sugary drinks or diet drinks compared to white teens in 2021 in contrast with 2017. It goes on to say targeted marketing uh, marketing campaigns. Coca-Cola and PepsiCo brands were responsible for the majority of marketing campaigns identified that targeted multicultural youth and communities of color. Ethnically targeted marketing campaigns almost exclusively promoted unhealthy products. So I want you to think about all of that data. Since 2017, the amount of money they've spent has gone down. Yet, those communities of color are still seeing advertisements disproportionately to white people. So the overall amount of money that they've put into advertising might have, got, might have gone down, but they're still putting a disproportionate amount of that advertising money, including the Mars Corporation, into those communities of color, especially companies like Coca-Cola and Pepsi, targeted marketing campaigns exclusively promoting unhealthy products to these younger non-white communities. Yet, the Mars Corporation and others say they care so much about these communities that they want to make sure they get them their product, I guess. To me, that sounds weird. That sounds wrong. That sounds strange. That sounds, oh, it's targeted. And it might not be some grand conspiracy. But you can recognize, if you go to the Mars Corporation website, what they really care about other than making a profit, they care about their image. They don't care if they spend most of their money advertising to blacks and Hispanics, young and old. And when they claim they're reducing the amount that they spend, and yet the statistic shows they're still putting, let's say they, let's say they were spending a billion dollars, and they reduce that spending by $200 million. Well, if they were spending a billion dollars and they were investing most of that into those communities, reducing how much you spend overall by a couple hundred million doesn't mean that you're not advertising to the same rate that you were before to those same communities. You're just not spending as much overall on marketing, probably because of over the last two years, maybe because of the pandemic and because people aren't watching as much TV. They're watching things on their phone and they're watching streaming services. So that's another reason the overall cost of, of marketing, uh, of, of advertising comes down for these companies. But then these companies continue to spend a disproportionate amount in those communities, targeting those communities with unhealthy products, admittedly unhealthy products. So they still make massive profits. They still disproportionately target these communities. But then when you get on their websites, they tell you they care about Asians and blacks and other people in the environment. Mars Corporation and these other companies like Hershey, they don't care about you if you're black, white, green, purple, yellow, red. It doesn't matter. What they care about, yes, is number one, profit. Number two, they care about image because they are a vehicle for an ideology. They want you to know they care about the environment. They want you to know they care about black people while disproportionately targeting black people. While disproportionately not that I'm an advocate for discussing and punishing and paying for carbon emissions, disproportionately contribute to carbon emissions and other pollutants 
compared to, you know, the average person or the average small company disproportionately contribute to that as one of the largest food manufacturers in the world. So they get to do those things. They get to target those communities, yet they tell you they care about the environment and they care about those communities. It's marketing. It's advertising. It's a big joke. And you should be aware of that, especially if you care about things like, I don't know, Black Lives Matter. When these companies tell you, look, we're not putting as much money into those communities. Oh, they still are. They're not just not putting as much as the overall amount of spending goes down. They still disproportionately finance ads to those communities, whether it's Hershey and Mars or it's Coca-Cola and Pepsi. We're going to explore this in more detail when we come back from break. The FDA, another godly divine agency, also says that there is a food coloring in your foods that causes cancer and yet they've allowed it to be in those foods talk about that when we come back from break i'm ryan gable this is the secret teachings more after this don't go anywhere you are listening to the secret teachings to contact the show to share information and your opinion or give recommendations email rdgable at yahoo.com Visit the Facebook page, facebook.com forward slash The Secret Teachings, or visit the website at www.thesecretteachings.info. If you're looking for a great gift that keeps on giving this year, check out one of my four books for the holiday season. Occult Arcana is a monumental collection of esoteric and occult lore. The technological elixir looks at UFOs, demonology in the music industry, and the soul and spirit in relation to modern technology. Liberty Shrugged, my new book, takes you on a historical journey through the concepts of natural liberty and provides a different angle on the American Revolution. Food philosophy explores food industry propaganda, advertising tricks, and geoengineering. Get all four books only at thesecretteachings.info in softcover or digital. That's thesecretteachings.info. If you'd like to hear more of The Secret Teachings, if you missed a show or part of a show, sign up to the ever-expanding archive at thesecretteachings.info. When you subscribe for a month or a year, you get access to the full show archive to every show after it airs. You can download and stream unlimited episodes and share your login with friends or family. With your subscription, you can also get access on the website to all of Ryan's digital books and the ever-growing montage archive. Just visit thesecretteachings.info and click on the Donate Subscribe tab at the top of the page. Use the secure PayPal link and start your membership today. By subscribing, you support The Secret Teachings, Ryan, and yourself. People ask me all the time what they can do to take control of their lives when facing a daily onslaught of dis- and misinformation. I say take control of your body and mind with water filtration. Visit www.thesecretteachings.info and click on our affiliate sponsor link with Pro One Water Filters at the top of the page to search for a water filter for the home, camping trip, and even the shower. They filter countless contaminants and make a wonderful gift for friends, family, and yourself. That's Pro One Water Filters at thesecretteachings.info. Hello. 
folks, this is Jordan Maxwell, and you're listening to The Secret Teachings, excellent shows with your host, Ryan Gable. Think about your hero when you're at ground zero and call up to the follow back to me. Attention, you are tuned into restricted airspace. Tune out immediately. This is the frequency of The Secret Teachings on Ground Zero Radio. Hi, everyone. This is Mark Passio, and you're listening to The Secret Teachings with Ryan Gable. Hour number two of The Secret Teachings tonight. I'm your host, Ryan Gable. TheSecretTeachings.info is our website. Please visit the website and check out one of my books or all of my books. You can buy the softcover editions or the digital editions. TheSecretTeachings.info, again, is the website. If you buy a book or if you subscribe to the archive, you support the show. Another way you can support the show that doesn't cost you anything is leaving us a review on one of the radio podcast players that you may be listening to the show on right now after the initial broadcast Monday through Friday. And also just listening to the show on any of those free players like Apple Podcasts, there are advertisements stuck in them. I don't put those ads there, but when you listen to those, we get some of that monetized uh, income from that. So that supports the show as well. And again, if you want to get rid of that, you can just subscribe to the archive on the website without those annoying advertisements. That's how you can support the show. That keeps us on air Monday through Friday. We don't have anybody that tells us what we can and can't talk about. And we don't have any advertisers, especially that tell us what we can and can't talk about, but particularly that pay us to do what we do. And uh, sometimes that's frustrating because income is difficult to finance this show over the last 13 years. But I think we've come to a a good place now here on ground zero dot radio. And, uh, we have, uh, we have an excellent platform to share with you new ideas and things that, well, they're not really acceptable in the so-called alternative or independent media. Sometimes I don't even know what it is that I do. I'm not even sure what I would consider this or classify this as. I, I, I think maybe just logic. <laughs> I like to, I like to just consider what I do to be logical. And tonight I'm asking you a couple of questions. Some of them are questions I've asked you before. They're not really rhetorical questions. You can email me at rdgable at yahoo.com or tstradio at protonmail.com and let me know your thoughts. And these are the questions. Number one, if you are not receiving a COVID-19 vaccine because you believe that that vaccine will cause you to suffer some kind of bodily or mental or psychological or whatever damage, like DNA damage, Genetic alteration, it is gene therapy after all. How is it that you can still continue to eat foods, especially highly processed packaged foods, that you don't know what is in them? Foods that when you pay attention to what's in them, I use the Halloween breakfast cereals as a good example because they're very popular around Halloween time. They have ingredients in them that are toxic to the liver, kidneys, and are known to cause cancer mostly because they cause, quote, DNA damage. That's not my opinion. That's not just a, um, 
a piece of information that I'm uh, manufacturing, that is a fact. And we know that for a number of different reasons. One of the big ones is because we know what the European Food Safety Agency says about a lot of these food colorings like Red 40. We know what Europe thinks of them. They ban most of them. We also know that the, according to, this was a study published back in 2010, a paper from the Center for Science and the Public Interest showed the toxicity and metabolic effect of these food dyes. The report was called Food Dyes, A Rainbow of Risks. They talked about Blue 1, which is banned in most of Europe. Blue 2, which causes, like all the others, hyperactivity in children, especially in children. Uh, It causes tumors of the brain and spine in rats. Red 2, toxic, very, very toxic. Uh, The dye is uh, illegal in the United States, but it's legal in the European Union. That's one of the ones that's kind of reversed. Red 3, red 3 causes thyroid tumors in rats. It's known to be a carcinogen, although it is uh, banned in most cosmetics and externally applied drugs. It's still found in baked goods and other types of things that we ingest and interact with. Then there's red 40. Red 40 is really bad. Red 40 is derived from an aromatic hydrocarbon used in insecticides and pest repellents. Red 40 is a dye that debilitates, well, like uh, red 2, the immune system, alters the DNA of mice, causes tumors, causes hypersensitivity, allergic reactions because it's poison, and cancer uh, in general, not just specific kinds of cancers, especially in children, according to the report from these scientists, uh, Science for the public, Public Interest. And again, the report is, I'm reading this directly from the report, uh, the report is called Food Dyes, D-Y-E-S, A Rainbow of Risks, compiled in 2010, Center for Science and the Public Interest. There are plenty of other dyes, Green 3, Yellow 5, and Yellow 6. I'd very much watch out for those. All of those, Yellow 5, Yellow 6, both of those are causes of hypersensitivity and hyperactivity. It's not just sugar for all the parents out there. Uh, migraines, anxiety, fatigue, things, again, we tend to blame on sugar. Uh, These things are in food, pet treats, candy, which I don't consider food, and pharmaceutical drugs, like a lot of the pills you take, the red food coloring, the yellow food coloring on the pills, the the yellow text and the red uh, container, the capsule or the pill itself that's painted red. Uh, Yellow 6. Yellow 6 is known to cause adrenal tumors, Migraines, hyperactivity, hypersensitivity, and all, all these red and yellow and blue and other types of food colorings also have different names for them. So if you look on the back of a package, for example, we'll pick the really, really dangerous one of Red 40. Red 40 is some, sometimes also called Allura Red. Allura Red. Or you get uh, some of these other ones like uh, Red uh, 2 called Amaranth. Sounds like a grain. Blue 2. They call it indigo. Well, that's actually just blue, too. So they have other names for these things. If you're interested in that report, you can read the whole analysis of it in my book, Food Philosophy, my cheapest book. It's a smaller book, and it's not a diet book or something like that. It just shows you marketing techniques, marketing strategies, and uh, it has there's a whole chapter on the food dyes. It's called Food Dyes, D-I-E-S, in that chapter. Uh, but the book is Food Philosophy. It's available at thesecretteachings.info. Kind of a little uh, side pet project of mine a few years ago. I wrote that book. It's, uh, again, a smaller book. It's a cheaper book. 
and you can get a digital or physical copy only by visiting the website. So let's take that information from 2010. Let's see how well it aged. Let's see how well the, the science holds up. And here, once again, in 2022, we have the Center for Science and the Public Interest. They say, according to the FDA, that this food coloring, Red 3, which has been known since the 1980s to cause cancer in lab rats, is legal in the United States, despite the fact that the FDA knows and has known for 40 years that the thing is a carcinogen and that it is extremely toxic to the body of rodents and to the body of developing children. It's illegal to use carcinogenic color additive red 3 in cosmetics, lipstick, blush, or any externally applied drugs. Yet the discredited chemical is lurking in common varieties of candy, nerds, peeps, candy corn, pez, sweet tarts, and hundreds of other candies, cakes, and other foods, including dozens of seasonal Halloween items. So the Center for Science and the Public Interest, which, from what I've read, tends to be quite objective, although I'm sure that I would imagine that, I would guess that, I would bet that they have a very left-leaning angle to them, because they're scientists, quote-unquote, uh, not to disparage what they're saying here, or to disparage this as, you know, credible, because I'm using it to uh, advance the show theme tonight. Center for the Science, uh, Center for Science and the Public Interest, and 23 other organizations got together and uh, are urging the Food and Drug Administration, this is recently, like a few days ago, to formally remove Red 3 from the list of approved color additives in foods, dietary supplements, and oral medicines. They have known since the 1980s that Red 3 causes cancer in lab rats, lab animals, the National Toxicology Program considered the evidence convincing, convincing enough to allow it to stay on the market. In 1990, the agency eliminated certain provisionally listed uses of the chemical. So that's when they took it out of cosmetics and lipstick. Get that. So they know that it causes cancer. And as a result of that, the National Toxicology Program is able to work with government regulators and they're able to get it banned, but not in things you eat, just things you apply to the skin, which certainly absorbs those things. So you can eat it, but, but you can't legally apply it to the skin. Makes no sense. In 1990, the FDA also said it would take steps to ban its use in food, ingested drugs and supplements. Of course, those steps were never taken. The people that have an, an issue with these things, the scientists, the doctors, perhaps even the parents back in the 90s, I was... You know, I wasn't even born in 1990. I was born in 1991, so I wasn't alive then. I don't know if there were more parent activist groups at the time like there are today. Probably not. Or if they were, they you know weren't as well known because they don't have social media pages. Uh, in 1990, they said they would stop this. I'm sure that appeased those groups. And then they just never took the time to do it. According to the Center for Science and the Public Interest, despite the fact that the government concluded that Red 3 causes cancer, Food companies continue to use it wildly today. They said widely. I said wildly today. A search of food score, a database maintained by the Environmental Working Group, generated over 2,800 brand name food products that contain Red 3, including hundreds of foods made by the country's biggest food companies. Candy company Brack, or I think it's Brock, Brack, Brack alone sells more than 100 different candies with the dye. 
Besides showing up in Pez and Peeps, Red 3 is used in some varieties of Betty Crocker's Fruit by the Foot, Double Bubble Chewing Gum, Entenmann's Little Bites, and Hostess's Ding Dongs. Albertsons, Kroger, Target, and others all use Red 3 in some of their house brand products. Publix, I would add to that list. Publix has some of the worst bakery items you've ever seen. It's like a, it's like a, uh, it's almost like an art gallery in there. They paint it with like chemicals. Um, even non-candy foods that uh, you wouldn't think would contain artificial colorings uh, or they're natural colorings. Red's natural, but it's artificial. It's not coming from something like a beet, for example. Uh, Betty Crocker's loaded mashed potatoes. They also contain red three. Uh, Various rice products contain red three. Uh, I've even seen yellow dyes in frozen vegetables before at Whole Foods a long time ago. And uh, you also have red three in a number of um, kids drinks like Pediasure, for example. They put food colorings in that. If you are pregnant or if you're going to become pregnant and have a child and you go to the hospital and they tell you to drink that sugary beverage to test to see if you have um, uh, gestational diabetes, that thing is literally like something that leaks out of your car. It is a chemical concoction that the hospitals, I believe it's $50 a bottle they pay for it because they have a contract with the company. And all that it, all it is is high fructose corn syrup, sugar, and food colorings. That's all that it is. And they'll be happy to bill you or bill your insurance. And, uh, you know, I don't get along with my son's mom very well, but she's been in uh, pretty good health. And when she went to the hospital and they wanted her to do that, and she told them, no, I'm not drinking that. That's poison. They said, we have to make sure you don't have diabetes. They ended up doing a different test where she just ate some fruit and said, oh, you don't. And then her results came back and they said, you are literally one of the healthiest people we've ever seen. Almost every woman that comes in here is overweight and has diabetes. It's like, well, that's why they have the diabetes. It's not normal in nature for you to develop diabetes when you get pregnant. You develop diabetes as a result of other things. Pregnancy weighs on the body, so that contributes to it. It's not the pregnancy that gives you diabetes. So don't drink those drinks. Those are poison, especially if you're pregnant especially if you're already in a situation where you're stressed and worried about the pregnancy. You don't need to stress your body even more with drinking that toxic garbage. And it's filled with food colorings and food dyes. But don't worry, they're natural. Red's a natural color, right? So if it's a natural color, they can throw it in there and you'll drink it because it's natural. Center for Science and the Public Interest goes on. The food industry and the drug industry, both together, both combined, the industries collectively, used more, this was in 2021, used more than 200,000 pounds of red three in 2021 alone. Do you remember those little tiny bottles? They kind of look like little gnomes with the little gnome hats, little tiny bottles that you would buy to do Easter egg dyeing, or maybe you dye something for a Christmas cookie. Remember how big those are? And you buy those and you only need like a drop or two. And, you know, it's, you know, it's a really little, it's a little tiny bottle. So I don't know if it's like half an ounce or something like that, but it's really small. Remember how much those weighed? That little tiny box, how expensive it was at that. The food and drug industries used 
100,000 pounds of red three in 2021 alone. Now, they're not selling it all in those little tiny gnome-looking bottles, little plastic bottles that are the size of your thumb. It's going into your cookies and your pastries. It's going into your cakes. It's going into your, your potatoes, your frozen uh, prepared dinners. It's going into uh, beverages. It's going into things you wouldn't think it would go into, which is strange because at least you can understand on the surface the argument of a company saying we put red coloring in these Marciano cherries to make them more red. You can at least understand the idea there. More red, more vibrant. Our eyes are attracted to that. We naturally want that. But it doesn't make any sense when they put, I would imagine, a large percentage of this 200,000 pounds of red 3 in 2021 alone. That doesn't account for yellow 5, yellow 6, red 40, etc. A large percentage of this went into things that you wouldn't know if there was red 3 in it anyway because the product has no need for red 3 to be in it. Like, for example, Betty Crocker mashed potatoes. Although they were loaded mashed potatoes, so that's probably the red bacon bits that are probably red gelatin with bacon flavor added to them, like most blueberries are. When you go to the grocery store, they're not actual blueberries. They're gelatin painted blue and then injected with antifreeze, literally, and then they are add, they add blue, uh, blue blueberry flavoring to them. Literally, that's what most blueberries are. They're not even real blueberries. And that, at least you can understand, you know, blue food coloring, blueberry, you're trying to make something that looks like something natural. Then they can call it natural because blue is a natural color. But a lot of these colorings are in things that don't need them. So why are they adding them to other things? Well, it's the same reason. I don't think it's a conspiracy to make you unhealthy, although certainly we can have that argument. I think what it really is about is just making immense profits. The more they manufacture and the more they sell, Guess what? The more money they make. They don't care if it has any need. They don't care if you're dying a Tylenol or if you're just throwing red three or red 40 into a can of soup that isn't even red. They don't care what you put it in. Put it in a chocolate bar. No need for red coloring. Put it in a chocolate bar. Just use it so we can keep make, making it, manufacturing it, so we can keep making money off of this highly processed, ultra-toxic, highly carcinogenic, extremely poisonous product. And we'll just throw it in things wherever. Wherever you want to throw it, just throw it. We'll put it in water, you know, uh, those flavored waters. Sometimes they put food colorings in. Have you ever seen the kids' drinks they put food colorings in? It's like water with sugar and food coloring. Like, there isn't even a reason behind it. At least you could understand... That if they were going to use the red to dye the cherry or the blue to dye the blueberry, you could get the idea there. Like it's red, it's a cherry, it's blue, it's a blueberry. They put food dye in kids' water. You don't need food dye in water. You don't need sugar in water. It's water. You can get a 99-cent bottle cheaper than these little Disney characters you get for kids. So the reason I'm sharing all of this with you tonight is to let you know that I'm middle of the road. If you have the opinion if you have the view, which I know a lot of people do, that you don't like COVID-19 vaccines because they can cause DNA alterations in the body, they are gene therapy after all, I'm with you. However, I'm also not going to consume things with these food colorings. Most of us don't know this. That's not your fault. This is not anybody's fault. It's my responsibility once I learn it to share it with you. I feel that it is anyway. 
And so that's what I'm doing tonight. If you're concerned over those vaccines, you should be just as concerned, even more concerned over these products because vaccines are something you go and get. Unless you're at a place of employment where they're trying to force you to get it, you go choose to get those. Although you choose to buy these types of food, you don't even know what's in them. There isn't a media campaign in the alternative press to get you to become informed of what's in your food. There isn't a campaign to get you to, to resist you know, buying candy and cookies with these food colorings in them. These companies are getting away with de facto murder. Pharmaceutical companies are too, just in a different way. And there's at least resistance to that. There isn't resistance to the pharmaceutical food industry complexes. Because most people just think, whether you're Democrat, Republican, whether you're a crunchy person, as they call them, or you just don't care at all what you eat, there is a gross hypocrisy present here when you don't take that because DNA damage, but then you eat red three, red 40, blue and green, and all the others, which also cause DNA damage. Now, my might not, not might not be to the same extent, but it still causes harm in your body. Now, more to the point of what we were discussing earlier. This came out from University of Connecticut Rudd Center, R-U-D-D about targeted marketing. I want you to listen to this in regard to the red three that we just talked about a moment ago, the red three and the hundreds of thousands of pounds used in the last year because they put it in everything. The Rudd report says, this is an executive summary, U.S. food companies disproportionately target black and Hispanic consumers with marketing for high-calorie, low-nutrient products, including candy, sugary drinks, snacks, and fast food. Side note, not in the report, most of those things contain these food colorings. The more than $1 billion spent on this targeted marketing exacerbates inequities in poor diet and diet-related diseases in communities of color, including heart disease, obesity, and diabetes. This is a report I can get on board with, although they use those talking points like inequities. Because what they are reporting is statistically and verifiably true. I don't know what their angle is, but it's statistically and verifiably true. There are about 62 million Hispanics in the United States. There are about 40 million black people in the United States. That's 100 million. There's 339 million people in the United States minus 100 million. You're 239 million people in this country who are not being directly targeted by big food. Some of the advertising goes toward those 239. Most of it goes toward the 100. Why is that? According to this report, which is, you know, the part of the report I kind of disagree with, it says, get this, targeted marketing designed to appeal specifically to Hispanic and black consumers acknowledges their value as customers and is not problematic in and of itself. So when I got to that point in the report, I got confused <laughs> because I was reading for the last two pages that despite overall declines in ad spending and TV ad exposure, not because they're reducing their spending in those communities because they care, they're reducing their spending in general because people aren't watching TV as much, food, beverage, advertising, food and beverage advertising and TV continues to target black and Hispanic consumers. In 2021, black, and, uh, black youth and black adults viewed 9 to 21% more food and beverage TV ads compared with their white peers. Part of that 
is certainly cultural. If you're watching more television, not that white people don't watch a lot of TV. So that could be part of the reason. Part of the reason they do target these communities, however, black and Hispanic, is because culturally they tend to consume these things more. Now, which came first? Do they consume them more because they're advertised to more? Or are they advertised to more because they already consume these things? Or is it a little bit of both? Or are there other factors involved? It's probably all three of these things. They eat a lot of it already, so they're advertised to to buy more. They're the target audience. And since they're targeted, they tend to eat even more of it. And also there's other factors that exacerbate those issues. So companies have increased their focus on these communities or at least maintained their focus on these communities, despite the fact that there's been an overall positive trend in TV viewing habits and advertising in the United States. TV food and ad uh, advertising spending, or I should say TV food ad spending, totaled $4 billion in 2021. That's a decline of 25% since 2017. So they're not spending as much money advertising, but there's a lot of reasons for that. Pandemic, and viewing habits of television in general. Now they use that to suggest that these companies are not targeting those communities with as much advertising money. Problem is, they're not using as much money to target those communities, but of what they are spending overall, a disproportionate amount is still targeting black and Hispanic communities. Although the Mars Corporation has reduced their spending, although still disproportionately targeting those communities along with Hershey, other companies have increased their spending against those communities. Red Bull, 835% increase. That's what you heard, 835, that's three digits, 835% increase in targeting Hispanic and black consumers. Kellogg cereal, 63% increase. I say cereal because that's how I know them. Freudian slip. It's just Kellogg. They make a lot more than cereal. 63% increase targeting black and Hispanic communities. I mean, I don't think anybody could compete with Red Bull. Red Bull, 835% increase. That's an enormous increase in advertising, specifically, directly to black and Hispanic communities. Mondela's. Mondela's International, the world's largest, one of the world's largest snack companies, have 150 countries that bring in their products and an annual revenue of like 20 something billion dollars, 26 billion. They've increased their spending 54% black and Hispanic communities, 54%. And the other one in this report is a company called Ferrero. Ferrero has increased their spending in black and Hispanic communities 139%. According to the report, candy, gum, mints, sugary drinks, savory snacks, cereal, and sweet snacks represented three quarters of Spanish language and black targeted TV ad spending in 2021. Although some companies reduced their spending because of trends in viewership, that percentage is up one half since 2017. Coca-Cola and PepsiCo brands responsible for the majority of marketing campaigns identified that targeted multicultural youth and communities of color. Have you ever seen these advertisements? They're all black now. They target black 
communities, ethnically targeted marketing campaigns almost exclusively, it says, promoted unhealthy products. Seen a Coke commercial recently? Have you wondered why most fast food, most processed food, most candy commercials are all black and Hispanic people now? Ice cream commercials, you name it. This is why. Disproportionately targeting those communities which already suffer from higher rates of heart disease, diabetes, cancer, etc. I'm Ryan Gable. This is The Secret Teachings. This is really important information. I hope that you tell your friends, your family, and I hope that you stay tuned to The Secret Teachings. There's more after this. You're listening to The Secret Teachings. For more information on the show or to contact Ryan, visit thesecretteachings.info or email ryan at rdgable at yahoo.com. Hey, this is John Peasy at johnpeasy.com, and I'm here with Ryan Gable from The Secret Teachings. If you're looking for a great gift that keeps on giving this year, check out one of my four books for the holiday season. Occult Arcana is a monumental collection of esoteric and occult lore. The technological elixir looks at UFOs, demonology in the music industry, and the soul and spirit in relation to modern technology. Liberty Shrugged, my new book, takes you on a historical journey through the concepts of natural liberty and provides a different angle on the American Revolution. Food philosophy explores food industry propaganda, advertising tricks, and geoengineering. Get all four books only at thesecretteachings.info in softcover or digital. That's thesecretteachings.info. You could listen to this. And again, you know, people say David has no evidence. David has no evidence. I hate this channel. Or you could listen to The Secret Teachings with myself, Ryan Gable, five nights a week on Ground Zero Radio. Join us to explore the outer limits of history, symbolism, parapolitics, and more. We'll explore a little bit of everything, but don't take my word for it. I'm kind of like you. I'm a last of a dying breed, a generalist. That's The Secret Teachings, five nights a week on Ground Zero Radio. This is Kev Baker of The Kev Baker Show, and you're listening to The Secret Teachings with Ryan Gable. Thanks, Ryan. This is David Knight with thedavidknightshow.com, and you're listening to The Secret Teaching. Broadcasting from somewhere between the normal and abnormal. A collection of question marks. No reason, no explanation. Just a prolonged nightmare in which fear, loneliness, and the unexplainable walk hand in hand through the shadows. It's The Secret Teachings on Ground Zero Radio. Look, I'm not trying to rain on anybody's parade. I'm not trying to geoengineer the sky above your parade and make you feel bad about what you do or don't consume or what you do or don't know. I have to learn these things too. I have to read through the studies and the reports and things like that, and I have to prepare this so it's coherent for the show. What I'm trying to express tonight, a number of different things. Food companies like the Mars Corporation, food companies like Mondela's, food companies like Hershey, I don't even know if I could call them food companies, but food manufacturers or food-like product companies, Coca-Cola, PepsiCo, and others, Kellogg and others, and the list goes on and on, disproportionately target black and Hispanic communities with their advertising. According to the Rudd report from Yukon, along with the Council on Black Health, there's been an overall positive trend 
and that's spending, but it really reflects TV viewership habits in the United States in the last four to six years, roughly since 2017. Despite an overall decline in ad spending and ad exposure, TV ad exposure, food and uh, beverage companies are advertising still disproportionately to black and Hispanic consumers. Companies like Red Bull have increased their spending for Hispanic and black communities 835% in the last couple of um, months, the last year, last 12 months. Kellogg, 63%. Mondela's, 54%. And Ferraro, 139%. Which is a very sharp contrast with the overall decline in food and beverage advertising in general, in total. Specifically, candy, gum, sugary drinks, various savory snacks, cereal, and sweet snacks represented three-quarters of Spanish-language and black-targeted TV ad spending in 2021, up from approximately one-half of each in 2017. There were zero advertisements for fruits or vegetables on Spanish-language or black-targeted TV in 2021, and companies spent just five grand, five thousand dollars in total TV advertising for these categories everywhere. Coca-Cola and PepsiCo are responsible for the majority of marketing campaigns identified that targeted multicultural youth and communities of color. You don't need this report or me to tell you that. If you go to a movie and watch the opening advertisements. If you go to a streaming service and have to watch ads because you don't have the full service, or if you just watch TV, every place you go, almost everybody in a Coca-Cola commercial now is black. Almost everybody in an ice cream commercial, Gatorade commercial is Hispanic, black, and usually not just Hispanic and black, they're usually morbidly obese. Now, if you're obese, if you're overweight, that's not a criticism, that's not a critique. What I'm saying is these companies now aren't even pretending to care. What they're doing is saying, even though you're overweight, even though you're probably very unhealthy internally and externally, it's okay. Still grab a Gatorade, grab a Coca-Cola. Because as the one Coca-Cola commercial said, you know, if you want to live in a yurt, live in a yurt. But I want to enjoy a nice Coca-Cola, so I'm going to have a Coca-Cola. And that's fine. If you like Coca-Cola, drink a Coca-Cola. But you should be aware that these companies are not just advertising to everybody. They're specifically taking their money that you pay them when you buy their products, and they're advertising directly to black and Hispanic communities. Now, for those people that say Black Lives Matter, don't you think maybe we should be focused on the advertising money that goes into these communities to sell them products that make them more unhealthy and more likely to die prematurely, especially younger people. Because data shows that 20% of all children are obese out of the entire United States population. But for communities of color, Hispanic and black, according to the statistical data, 26.2% of Hispanic children are obese. 24.8% of black children are obese. Compare this with 16.6% of white children. 
Again, there are 339 million people estimated in the United States. That number is probably not exactly accurate, but it's roughly 339, 340 million people. A hundred million people out of that 339 million represent the number of blacks and Hispanics in the United States. Of that 100 million, that is where most of the advertising money is going from these big companies, from Mars to Red Bull to Coca-Cola. They are disproportionately targeting a minority of the country's population. Why is that? Do those communities typically consume more of these products and that's why they're advertising? They know that's their market? There's nothing necessarily sinister about that. Or do they consume these things disproportionately because they're marketed to? That would be a little more sinister, and I'd think it's a combination of both. Are there other factors that contribute to this? Absolutely. Culture is one of them. The fake, artificial culture of black communities that you have to act and think a certain way, or you're too white, that absolutely contributes to the overall decline in health for black communities. And you notice when a black man, very smart, very talented, very successful, Herschel Walker says, insulin doesn't matter if you don't eat right. You realize suddenly the Republicans don't like him. The Democrats who already don't like him because he's a black Republican, the Democrats come after him, although they claim they stand with black communities. Over a statement that is so fundamentally true It's almost something that would just pass by and you don't think about it until you address the real source of the problem that both sides make their money from and that everybody is just absolutely dialed into like a cult consumed by it. Well, then he's wrong and everybody else has to has to criticize him or your this is what they said in the news about Herschel Walker. You are attacking black people who are on insulin. Now, he's saying that if you just eat differently, you won't even need the insulin. So you won't even need to be paying these insurance companies who won't need to be paying the drug companies for the insulin. Sounds like a better conclusion to the problem. Just, we'll we'll just zero out the account. We'll zero it out. You don't need to pay for insulin because you don't need to be taking insulin because we can solve the problem from the beginning. So according to the Rudd report, overall advertising has decreased. But disproportionately, it is still focused on those communities. And I wonder why that is, not only because it seems wrong, it seems discriminatory, despite the fact that the Rudd Report says these advertisements, this marketing targeted to Hispanic and black consumers acknowledges their value as customers. No, I think it means that it acknowledges their value as a culture, generally speaking, that is um, unable to get out from underneath of the thumb of corporations, politicians, and advertising that tells them they have to act, think, dress, and eat a certain way to maintain their fake pseudo-culture. And I think that's highly offensive. I don't think that it's uh, showing that black people have value by marketing poison to them. That is some serious mental gymnastics to come to that conclusion. 
But beyond that, if you go to the Mars Corporation website, I always pick on Mars because they're one of the most blatant. The Mars Corporation website says they have a sustainability plan. They care about women. They care about increasing income for poor people. They care about human rights. They care about black people. And they care about all these things. And they have uh, you know little pictures of of kids and black people on their website, and it's all just, it's all wonderful. It's all great. All very, very, uh, very politically correct. Yet they spend money targeting those communities that, by extension, makes them unhealthy and sick and contributes to decline in life and happiness and everything else. How is it that these companies can claim they care, but then their actions speak differently, not than their words, but than their advertising, their promotion, their, their marketing, the, the, the image? That's what we're getting at here. It's the image. They don't care about anything except making profit, and they know that targeting those communities make them unhealthy and sick, so they claim they care while targeting those communities making them unhealthy and sick, but we don't pay attention because they have some pictures of black people on their website. Now, I'm not going to go as far as saying that this is some conspiracy. I don't think that it is. But it's a joke. And it's disgusting. And I don't think that it's a racist thing. I don't think that this is it's kind of a racist thing against Hispanics or blacks. I don't think it's any of that. I think it's finding the most vulnerable, targeting them, and then extracting all their resources and wealth. That's what I think it is. And you don't have to be black to be a victim of that. Because guess what? 16% of white children are also obese. This is happening to everybody regardless of the color of their skin. They're just targeting those communities because they tend to be more susceptible to it. The FDA also knows that some of these food colorings that are in your food are, well, they're toxic. They're carcinogens. As I read you in the last segment, a report in 2010 from the Center for Science and the Public Interest went through all these food colorings. They're natural. Blue 1, blue 2, red 2, red 3, red 40, particularly toxic, green 3, yellow 5, yellow 6, and then one that isn't really uh, used anymore is uh, orange B. Uh, The FDA banned it in 1978 due to the fact that uh, most of the companies uh, ceased usage even before then. They just it was they didn't need the orange food coloring. So with these other food colorings that are on this list, they go through and they show you how they well they cause toxicity to the liver and the kidneys. They cause DNA damage, and they cause hyperactivity and hypersensitivity in children specifically. And those are things we typically blame on sugar, which sure contributes to it, but the food colorings are known to be the cause of these things. So my question is, my second big question is, um, going back to the beginning of the segment, how can you not take a COVID-19 vaccine because you're scared it's going to change your DNA, but then go out and consume these things that also are not only toxic to the body in general and to specific organs that detoxify the body, but also change your DNA, causes DNA damage. I mean, these things might actually be more dangerous than the COVID-19 vaccine in relation to DNA and genetics, because at least the DNA and genetic aspect of the COVID-19 gene therapy vaccines are targeting certain things and specifically isolating them and changing them in order with an agenda, with a plan. These food colorings just damage 
the genes. They damage the cells. They damage the body in ways that aren't even planned. It's chaotic. So why is it that so many people consume these things yet have that contradictory belief system? It's because they don't know. And I'm one of the people that for a long time I didn't know. And when I finally learned it, I learned about these things. I wanted to share them with other people because I wanted people to recognize uh, there's a lot of hypocrisy and there's a lot of deception here. And we need to learn how to not be hypocrites by informing ourselves, by learning about these things, which no one is going to tell us. We have to figure it out for ourselves. No one's going to tell us because most people don't think that it's a problem. You know, in the same way that if I look at, say, if I look at the Center for Disease Control, Centers for Disease Control, and the Centers for Disease Control says that poor diet, inactivity, and smoking, if we altered our diet, we became more active, and we stopped smoking so much, we could prevent 80% of heart disease, 80% of stroke, 80% of type 2 diabetes, and 40% of cancer. That's not me saying it. That's the CDC saying it. I wonder why, and this is the other big question, why is it that people that are so concerned over masks and vaccines and social distancing the last two years, they love the CDC, they listen to the CDC, when you tell them you're sick because of your own decisions, generally speaking, they don't trust the CDC when they're the ones that are actually saying that. I mean, if you compare that to the recommendations for COVID-19 and all this, you recognize that there's a glaring hypocrisy here because there's no money behind get active. And also studies show that when companies like Coca-Cola tell you to get active, you actually buy more of their product because you go take a walk and think, oh, I took a walk. I can have a Coke. You actually buy more of their product when they tell you to be active. There's no money in telling people that we can eliminate these kinds of diseases. There is money in telling people to get a vaccine or to take this drug or that drug. There's money in, as the FDA has um, allowed for, there's money in the food and drug industries in 2021 alone using 200,000 pounds of red three, which is toxic to the liver and kidneys it's toxic to the body in general, it's poisonous, it's a carcinogen, and it can cause DNA damage. And where did they use these, this 200,000 pounds of red food dye? Probably in a lot of products that you wouldn't be able to tell a difference if they didn't put the food dye in it. 200,000 pounds of red three alone? They're putting it in everything. Because it's about making money. Just manufacturing it and throwing it in anything and everything. Just like fluoride and the byproduct that it was out of the aluminum manufacturing and processing process. They didn't have anywhere to put it. So what did they do? They stuck it in the water supply. Just like anything else. Toxic waste products that are put into the food supply just to get rid of it. To dump it. It serves no nutritional purpose no nutritional value certainly it doesn't even serve a visual purpose at least if it was a red 
Marciano Cherry, you'd be able to understand like, okay, red, they dyed it red to make it more red. That appeals naturally. We look for things that are bright and colorful, and that's what we want to eat. So we can understand that. We can understand if you dye, um, you know, a piece of gelatin blue, and then you put blue, uh, uh, blueberry flavoring into it. You can understand that blue, it's a blueberry, uh, you get it. But if you're just dumping food coloring into random things, Why? Because they're manufacturing it, and the more they manufacture, and the more they sell, the more they're going to manufacture, because the more they're going to sell, the more profit they're going to make. They don't care. And that's where I find that a lot of activists get off track. Because if you're an activist, especially today, in today's political climate, and you're concerned with black lives, but you don't know anything about Planned Parenthood, and you don't know anything about what's in this Rudd report, where advertising has gone down slightly only because of TV viewership. But a lot of companies, I mean, Red Bull's one of them, for example. A lot of companies like Kellogg, for example, have actually invested more money into advertising, specifically and particularly into, according to the report, black and Hispanic communities. In fact, according to the report, it's an astounding number, candy, gum, sugary drinks, savory snacks, cereal, and sweet snacks represent three quarters at 75% of all spending. And that spending went to Spanish language and black targeted TV in 2017. That's up from approximately one half of each in 2017. So as an activist, you should probably be concerned about that. As an activist to inform people of the dangers of COVID-19, you should probably inform people also, since you're following CDC, not recommendation, but scientific fact, that eliminating inactivity, smoking, and poor diet can prevent 80% of heart disease and stroke, 80% of diabetes, 40% of cancer, a large portion of which disproportionately affect communities of color, blacks, Hispanics, etc. You might wonder why, since you hate corporations so much as an activist, why big corporations like the Mars Corporation tells you how much they care about women and black people, and yet they target disproportionately black communities for products that make them sicker and contribute to the overall decline in health. You might wonder why these big corporations you hate so much seem to isolate minorities and brainwash them with advertising, targeting them with poison. You might wonder, you might ask that question at least, but that doesn't happen. And on the other side of the political spectrum, the non-activist types that are like, I believe in freedom. I don't want to be told to do this or that. That's great. I agree with that. I'm, I'm with you. I'm on board with you. But every disease today is not caused by the vaccine. There are just as many doctors and scientists promoting this pseudoscience. Every disease now, every heart problem, everything is caused by the vaccine. Yeah, When thousands of kids develop myocarditis in the last couple of months at a rate that we've not seen ever, 30,000 plus this year over over the average, that's caused by something direct and recent, something that can be isolated. That's probably a vaccine. But when kids are morbidly obese, when kids have diabetes before they're 10 years old, when kids generally, even without myocarditis, have heart problems, before they're even grown uh, young adults, there's another common factor that goes into all of that, regardless if they're white or black. And although, yes, disproportionately, black and Hispanic children are more overweight than white children, 26% 
plus for Hispanic, 24% plus for black. 16.6% of the population of white children are obese as well. This is something that affects everybody, not just those communities. So on one side of the spectrum, if you hate corporations and you care about minority groups, this is a big issue that should be discussed. But it's not discussed because those activist group type people consume the same garbage and they're involved in the same cult. And they don't even know they're in a cult. This is why we need to inform people of this. On the flip side of that political spectrum, if you want to talk about it in political terms, I think that's the easiest today. If you think every disease is caused by a vaccine, you're missing the point. That is disinformation. It is not even close to being true. Every disease is not caused by a vaccine. And to flip back for a second, not every disease is caused by a virus or bacteria. You heard what the CDC said. Almost every single case of heart disease, which is our leading killer for men and increasingly for women, black, red, purple, yellow, white, doesn't matter your ethnicity, doesn't matter your color, doesn't matter where you come from. 80% of those cases, gone. That's an estimate, of course. Maybe it's 76%, but that's a huge number. That's a huge number. And if you trust the CDC, you should believe that number. If you don't trust the CDC, you should reevaluate the difference between fact and recommendations that are based on pharmaceutical companies and political rhetoric. That if they tell you to wash your hands after you poop, probably a good idea. If they tell you to wear a mask while you swim, probably a politically motivated ploy. There's a difference. But nobody wants to discuss this, as you saw exemplified in a terrifying way, although it was passed over so quickly when Herschel Walker said, look, you can get drug prices down, whatever. But if you don't eat right, it doesn't matter how cheap the insulin is. It doesn't matter if the insulin's, he didn't say this, but it doesn't matter if the insulin's free, I'll add for that matter. Because he's advocating, like I'm advocating, for not paying these companies any amount of money, which I find that to be true, you know, activism. Let's just reduce the amount of money that we give to these companies by reducing our reliance on the products they give us that we don't need in the first place, that they cultivate an environment for us to need because then we become reliant on them like brand recognition. And then look, we're taking the same drugs that our parents took. We're taking the same. We, we got insulin just like grandma does at younger and younger and younger and younger and younger ages. And yes, it disproportionately targets blacks and Hispanics that make up a hundred million of 339 million people. And yes, it's weird that big corporations like Mars, which on their website tell you how much they care about Brown skin. And then disproportionately put most of their money into those communities to sell them poison. And then even the Rudd report that I'm reading from somehow twists it. I don't know their motivation. This is also from the Council on Black Health that says targeted marketing designed to appeal specifically to Hispanic and black consumers acknowledges their value as customers. Doesn't acknowledge their value as human beings, though. And there's a big difference. The last article I have for you tonight, The Hill that's a big political newspaper. Ultra-processed foods linked with early death, you think? Because they're not technically food. Ultra-processed foods account for more than half of Americans' daily caloric intake. New data shows consumption of these foods is linked with significant increases in premature deaths. Again, someone died 35 years old. Did they die because of a vaccine? Maybe. Or did they die because they've only consumed processed protein shakes and worked out excessively 
and didn't get enough sleep and drank and smoked every day for 35 years. Why did they die? Was it because of a vaccine? That simplifies the situation. And then you don't have to take responsibility for the lifestyle that you're living. This is a much more complicated issue. So someone could die prematurely. Are they dying from a vaccine or are they dying from other things that are easily reversible based on lifestyle? Researchers estimate eating less of certain foods, they're going to list them, could lead to lower rates of non-communicable diseases and fewer premature deaths. Eating ultra-processed foods or those that contain little or no whole foods in their ingredients associated with tens of thousands of premature deaths in 2019, according to this new study. I know people will disparage the study. The investigation was carried out in Brazil, but researchers know that Brazilians tend to eat far less of these foods than individuals in high-income countries like the United States, Canada, and Australia. As ultra-processed foods account for more than half of the America's total caloric intake, the association with premature deaths could even be greater in the United States. I think that is an appropriate assessment. Data showed increased consumption of these foods. For example, prepackaged soups, sauces, frozen pizza, hot dogs, sausages, sodas, ice cream, and store-bought baked goods was linked with more than a 10% uh, statistic of all premature deaths in the country, uh, about 57,000 deaths in 2019. Where are the nightly CNN Fox News trackers for this? 57,000 deaths in 2019 in Brazil. The U.S. eats even more highly processed, ultra-processed foods. So we're talking, I mean, I don't have an exact number. It's got to be at least 57,000. We'll just keep it conservatively there. 57,000 deaths prematurely. Where is that ticker at? Every time the news comes back, CNN breaking story, Fox News alert, 5,000 more people died prematurely based on the consumption of ultra-processed, high-calorie, low-nutrient foods. There's no tracker for that. There's no ticker for that. All you hear when you turn the mainstream media is COVID-19 or January 6th. When you turn on the alternative media, it's every disease is caused by a vaccine. Every disease is caused. Take a poisonous thing like hydroxychloroquine. It's poison, but take it. It'll stop you from getting sick from something you don't have in the first place. It is insanity, whether it's CNN, MSNBC, Fox News, or your alternative sources of information that lean in one extreme or the other. And I'm here tonight to tell you that it doesn't have to be that way. I'm here to tell you that there is a solution to these problems, and I'm here to tell you that those that use the images like the Mars Corporation does, they're just an isolated example, don't care about the representation in those images. It's all marketing. And for that matter, a lot of the political narratives are also marketing. It's almost all marketing. It's almost all advertising. And disproportionately, it affects certain parts of the community, which should be part of the discussion and the conversation nationally when everything becomes about skin color. But it's an issue that just doesn't get discussed, but an issue that also affects everybody equally, which means we all have to recognize it. We all have to take responsibility. And that can be difficult, especially when we don't have information that allows us to do that because we seem to be living in a fog where companies can target you based on skin color and then tell you that they value you as a customer when they just value you as, well, sure, a customer, an asset, but not as a person who could be a lot healthier and a lot more happier and a lot more successful. 
I'm Ryan Gable. This is The Secret Teachings. Please leave us a review on the podcast or radio player you're listening to the show on. Otherwise, GroundZero.radio, Monday through Friday, you can find The Secret Teachings right after Clyde Lewis and Ground Zero. rdgable at yahoo.com. TST Radio at protonmail.com is the email. TST underscore underscore radio on Twitter and The Secret Teachings on Facebook. If you listen to the show on the player that you're listening to it now on, we get income from monetized ads from the archive. If you want to get the ad-free version of the show, plus all my books, including Food Philosophy, a digital copy, www.thesecretteachings.info. Stay safe, stay informed, stay healthy. Don't be afraid, be informed. And we will talk to you on the next broadcast Tuesday night, November 15th, tomorrow. Don't go anywhere. Stay tuned to Ground Zero Radio, And the Secret Teachings stream on whatever player you're tuning into the show on. We'll be back tomorrow night.